Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. You'd think we jumped out of the ooze Already wearing our wristwatch As the moon controls the time of the time You know it's never stopping Right. Welcome to the Internet's, not the Internet's only Succession Recap Podcast, but the Internet's most Succession Recap Podcast. Um, no, we're... I think we're all well aware that we are already four uh, well-educated white dudes in their 30s. I don't think we need to lean into that particularly harder. Um, so we maybe will not talk about succession. Um, but we're recording this on June 1st, and that means that the uh, the official calendar start of summer is uh not terribly far away and i don't know if you all live in places where you're in close proximity to graduation festivities but uh there have been quite a lot of them around here in the last few weeks uh so not only is it uh about to be actual you know summertime summertime but we're we're heading into a, another, you know, another delightful phenomenon that uh, uh, Max, I, I think, etymologically might be the best prepared to tell us about. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You're talking about uh, a towny summer, I believe. That is yeah. correct. A towny, huh? Well, what do we mean by that? Oh no! I mean, I well, think I, I, I think you're going to tell us that this is some like word that either Emerson or Thoreau came up with, and it's some like yokel thing that they don't say in Maine, but in New Hampshire and Vermont that they use, and they're actually talking about a Canadian that wears their uh, uh, beaver skin cap into May, and how verboten that is. Oh wait, it's actually it it's actually just the American pronunciation of the toonie. Yes, that's what it is. So this is a going back to Max. It is a two dollar bill. No, it's probably it's probably exactly what you're all thinking, but it's not maybe how I think of the word. So the, the word "towny" apparently originally appeared in text in 1823, and has kind of two similar but slightly distinct meanings. So the the theory is that the original came from uh, Charlestown outside Boston and was intended to specifically mean. Um, people in this in the city or town who actually live there and aren't just there for for college so that's kind of how sean you just explained it in a college town is is people that people that live in the town and and are not just college uh students i've always thought of it i'm from a tourist town so i think of it also as just people who live in a town and aren't just visiting similar to the opposite of a shooby from uh Rocket, rocket power. power from rocket power right so yeah, a shoebie we, would be like a tourist and the opposite in my mind is like a townie is someone who is has either lived in the town or someone who was born in the town and still lives there we have words for all of those things those things are called tourists locals and natives 
Those words yeah. all already exist. Yeah, but, you know... Well, so far... I'm saying a lot of people use the word townie to mean some of those other things. But I think you're specifically referring to it from its original definition, which is in a college town, the people yes. that actually live in the town. Yeah, and I think... I, I kind of think of the word, too, is is to expand it beyond college because college takes up, what, three seasons out of the year, some something like that. Uh, Max, you live in a, a tourist town where people may live for a period of time during the year. Um, there's also, I know that there's another term called like snowbirds. Um, but I think it's like there is something that calls to people to live in a place for usually an extended period of time, like, you know, at least a season. Um, and, and then they will leave. And then the townies are the people that that are in that space year round. So I mean, I mean, it could be even something like in Tampa, and you have these, you know, you have the snowbirds, and and then the people who stick around for like spring training all the time, or or whatever it is. But I think it does not have to be college, especially. And it's when you spend time in a place like that, you're more than a tourist. You're you're almost you're a long term stay visitor type thing. Yeah, I mean, Sean's probably more accurate on the terminology. I, I don't always use the terms, yeah, locals or natives, but... But, but if you... But like in Bend, you guys have kind of two tourist seasons, right? Well, the, yeah, I mean, there's there's no college students, really. There's the... Summer is really the tourist season. But when you think about townies, for me, it's the people that were, like, born here. So I'm thinking more like natives. And there's uh, there's uh, not a lot of those in a city that's that's population has grown dramatically over the past five to ten years but that's probably me misusing the term that's why i was I, clarifying it up front I, I was mostly just responding to the the inclusion of an entirely new term shoobies <laughs> and just like but, the construction but, of this whole other parallel <laughs> set well, of everyone that watched rocket power knows what a shoobie is <laughs> i think i think you know more to the point of this discussion though you know Kevin and Max, you both live currently in places where there is a benefit to being a townie, someone who lives there year-round, including the non-high seasons. Um, Sean, you obviously lived somewhere previously that was that. Max, I think your circumstance is unique in that you have it in a non-college town setting. Um, I myself was just in a college town, Lexington, Kentucky, this, this past I'm going to call Lexington a college town because as far as I'm concerned, that's what it is, though it is it is a proud place that has its own stuff. Um, but I got a little inkling of, you know, if you are a townie, it's it's not dissimilar to, on the flip side, like being a tourist and going to places in the off seasons. There are a lot of benefits to going to a place when folks are not around. And I know, Kevin, you especially were pretty excited for this season to kick off, um, being in... <laughs> A college town that really is i think defined by the the college that's there yeah i mean the charlottesville the school is you know a very large part of 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 the town but in harrisonburg jmu really is like most of the town and a lot of the people that work here work at or live here work at the school um and so it is just you know, Sean, you could talk about your Charlottesville experience in, in a bit, but like, it's just this, it's weird that I'm, I look forward to the townie summer. This is, I guess this is my second one and I'll get, you know, maybe two and a half total. Um, but it's just like a really nice change of pace. The, there are 
like I wouldn't like it to always be this way and if it would be like a pretty weird place a bad place to live if it was always this way but I don't know there's just something like it feels like you've got the whole town to yourself in a sense like college kids aren't really going to you know breweries and stuff a lot so that that isn't that big of a change but just like I don't know, the roads, there's not like, there's not, there's not a lot of traffic. The, I go to the college gym and there's no one there and that's really nice. I mean, I could take that all year. I don't really need to be surrounded by college kids while I exercise. But, um, you know, I can I can go to the Chipotle and it's not the worst experience ever. Um, so, I don't know, just it, it feels kind of as like the college kids are going home to refresh. It, it's also kind of, you know, refreshing a bit where it just it feels a bit quieter and that can be nice so i'm curious you mentioned you have the whole town to yourself um i grew up in a another kind of small tourist town that was very seasonally tourist dependent on the beach in massachusetts so tourists in the summer the off season was the cold season fall winter uh we had the whole town to ourselves but a lot of businesses closed yeah i'm curious if that's something that happens in these college towns or if there's enough like locals and acad- like employees and like like do you do you get a lot of you say oh i get the whole town to myself but are there are there not businesses that close for that season or does it not really affect you i mean you already mentioned that the college gym stays open which I, is is fantastic yeah well i i haven't experienced complete closures i will notice uh hours changing particularly with the gym the hours are like i like to go in the morning but it doesn't open until like 11 o'clock a.m uh during the week so there's that, but also just other places will not stay open as late. Also not generally a problem for me, but um, yeah, but I haven't seen places that are just completely closed down except for the places like the Panda Express on campus, you know, I don't think that stays open. Yeah, I mean, this, this does, I mean, it's slightly different, but like, you know, the seasonal closure of things is not that far-fetched. I mean, I grew up, I when I lived in, exurban virginia um you know you did have ice cream places that were open basically may into september and then there there were these closures but that's like one of those where you go okay i get it there there is a a natural seasonal logic to it it's not even that it's cold it's just like that's what we do but what Mm -hmm. you're talking about is like it's not that people would have stopped getting ice cream. They probably would have continued to wait in line for ice cream. It's like, no, we have a precipitous drop in in like um, the clientele that we're going to get. Like there's just not as much of a demographic that is, is going to be here. Thus your Panda Express closing, but maybe not a brewery. Um, I, I, I do think, and I was just in another college town, I realized too, that is phenomenally small like extremely extremely small and it's a town it's a hamlet it's a village but i think that there is probably a happy a happy medium with some of these where i think charlottesville is a good example like it's a place that can stand on its own there are definitely some things that are impacted in the in the summer but it's like all right well if anything, there are going to be a few less. Few, there are going to be fewer parents around, so this might be the time that I can finally go to that restaurant I've been meaning to go to downtown if they're open. But you know, Sean, I think you've got one that kind of, uh, you know, has has a foot in each camp. Well, I, so I'm the only one of us that actually lived in Charlottesville as a townie, and and so like I got to experience that 
you know, I got to experience the summer season in our college town and it was great. (laughs) It was really excellent because Charlottesville is sort of just big enough and had just enough going on that it was not UVA operations itself that there really wasn't a whole lot of stuff, if anything, that shut down, um, you know, like university facilities would run on slightly different schedules, like the gyms would be on slightly different hours, you know, but that that's not that isn't a huge adjustment. And like restaurants and bars and shops that are overrun by students five to seven days a week become very reachable and for a few months that's awesome you know if you have any if you are like our someone who has any sort of nostalgia for places on the corner in charlottesville and you live there as a non-student you wouldn't dream of going to those places between like August 1st and June 1st. Mm-hmm. But for those two magical months, minus like reunions weekend and whenever midsummer is and students come back to get rip shit all over the corner, um, you can like, you could go have, you know, you could go have lunch at Little John's RIP. Or have a nice dinner and drinks at Michael's, R.I.P. Or uh, eat, you know, eat at any of the uh, the seventeen thousand closed establishments at those two particular spots. Um, yeah. What one was Baja Bean and eight thousand other things. One was number three. Three, the cursed oh. the two the two cursed spots on on the corner um but like it was great and, and it was great particularly as um i moved back as a townie when i was still like 23 i was maybe a year out of school and was there starting a new job with a bunch of other people who were about my age who had not lived in Charlottesville before who were like kind of excited to go do all of those things and, and go to all of the college bars. And, and so like starting that job over the summer made that bearable for me. And then a couple months later, once all the students started to trickle back, I was like, okay, let's now find some new places to go. Um, but mm-hmm. but having having that freedom, having that ability to explore, you know, what is a familiar place in a different context is really kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, you, you get a you get another lens on it. And I think yeah. even Kevin, you know, you're in a place where you know what it's like, you know what you gravitate towards as a college student, and now you are you are not that. I, I think what is also curious is you both are talking about the the summer being like the high point. I think Max, yours is definitely not the summer and maybe also not the winter, because that there is a height. It may not be as high as the summer based off of what you've you've shared. 
but getting those those like indeterminate shoulder seasons kind of the fall and and spring maybe as being your you know your your towny summer i know you've you've not experienced it that much in terms of time but like you know what how does it feel to like not have the summer be the time off as, as someone who has seen i guess the summer be the high point you've really gotten all of it i guess in some ways yeah i mean like i said growing up in a place where summer was tourist season i'm, I'm kind of used to it though in new england winter was absolutely just <laughs> it was anything but summer was empty um yeah bend is interesting i think people say like october is for bend or something um it's the thing is it's it's a place that has a lot of tourists but a lot of the tourists here are specifically based around the outdoor activities which is the same reason that the people who live here are primarily here and so the seasons that are less popular are the seasons when there's less to do outdoors so to be honest Mm -hmm. like it's kind of nice to have like some quiet time but october is kind of awkward because it's it's too cold to float the river or swim or do those things but it's not snowy enough yet to to ski and do those things so um i suppose it's nice to have like hiking trails more accessible um the biggest difference for us is that a lot of um a lot of trails and nature areas allow um, again similar to where i grew up allow dogs in the off season so that's probably the biggest benefit is that we can we can take our dog on a lot of trails and walks and hikes that uh he's not allowed on during um during like basically the summer peak seasons yeah uh, and so that that reminds me is like or not reminds me it makes me think that you know these other periods are great periods of assessment and i you know i was i was just in lexington and what i noticed is there was this this area of like uh, a couple breweries and like a, a restaurant actually that you recommended via someone else max that was was really great and they were all kind of next to each other and they're in this corner pretty far from the university like i walked there like an idiot but i know no one would um and it was like oh these are where people are going with their families or like after work to hang out and have nothing at all to do with the university or, or whatever the the focal point of this town is and and I think that these off season times are really great periods to be like, okay, foundationally, is this a place that I like living? Do I see a lot of people with their families coming out? And I did see that in in uh, Lexington just now. So I was like, okay, this is a place that there is some amount of pride in being here. And I got it, you know, even just in a couple days. Um, and and Kevin, I you know you're in the place that that is maybe the most borderline so to speak with that i mean max i certainly saw lots of families in in bend and everything um but but like do you do you agree with that that like this is the time where you can really assess like is harrisonburg a full-fledged place yes yeah, so more than jmu yeah well that's that was another like kind of benefit i was going to talk about um with the with county summer um and you know Harrisonburg is that we are here for the school. We are here temporarily. Um, it's not a place I'm going to want to stay or whatever, but um, at like a, at a brewery, they had a downtown party where they just called it towny summer party. <laughs> and um, they kind of expanded their outdoor space and they made it like pool party themed or whatever. And it was just, it was fun to go there and see like, oh yes, there are these people that live here to live here and they're not here just for school. And they 
you know, they like living here. There's a lot of people here who really love this town. And um, so it's just kind of, it's, it is kind of fun to see like, oh yeah, there, these people exist. And because if you're, if you're out of Russia, you're like, well, how many people are just students here? Um, and, you know, how many people are here because they want to be here? Um, and so, yeah, it was just really refreshing to see that, even though Julia said she saw like a couple of students while she was at the townie summer party, but um, I guess they, they didn't check IDs or anything, but um, yeah, it's, it's, I think, a time for people to really take pride in, in, in where they live. It's like the reverse of when bars have college nights and they want you to bring your college ID because yeah. they don't oh, want townies. Oh, oh, I, I see. Yeah, I see what you're, what you're right. saying. Um, yeah, it's, it's well, and and I think that gets to a certain point or, or an important point, is that it's it's a little more ambiguous where where Max is living right now, and and I think some of those like touristy places in the northeast. Um, but when but when the population is more split, like you know we saw in college, and I'm sure you have at JMU a bit, like there is this idea that if those populations mix it's a little it's a little icky like the idea of of a quote-unquote a townie being at at a at a college bar is like ooh, that's gross why would we do that and it's like well i, I don't think that yeah. there's anything inherently wrong with that um which yeah. is very which is very strange like i don't know where that that comes from i mean max max shared the etymology of, of the term but I do remember that being something in college, and I feel like that's like that's just. Uh, of course, it's tremendous hubris on the on the part of of college kids. But I feel like it's it goes up the chain to like how how the college is constructed too. It's like oh, you know, stay within our community and everything, and it just assur- assumes this malice on the part of the people who live there are not associated with the college or the people who live in this tourist town. It's like oh, why are they here? It's like well, maybe this is just a nice place to live. Have you ever considered that for a moment? Yeah, well, I that's another, I think, difference too, is that I do think a lot of townies here did go to JMU and yeah. kind of stuck around because they fell in love with the area. So I don't know how the JMU students view the townies, but I definitely distinctly remember townie being like a very negative connotation as a UVA student toward the, the people that live in Charlottesville. And I don't know if that it goes the other way. Like I know that, I know that townies here like students. They like, yeah, they like to see the students and they like the energy they bring. Um, even though townie summer can be a nice little reset, but I don't know how Charlottesville townies feel about the students because I know the students hate the townies. Yeah, yeah, I I, I remember, and this is this was obviously bad, but I, I remember people who who would. Um, be like oh yeah i'm i'm seeing i'm seeing someone and in, in it is to close disclose that the person that they're seeing is a townie and it was like ew gross what's wrong with you and like that is bad that is wrong that is judgmental and yet that's the thing that occurred and i i don't know where it starts in like um you know maybe other place i mean i would assume uva is very bad in that regard just because people there think so highly of themselves uh, i was certainly one of them um but yeah, I, I don't I don't know that you get that that in the same place with like a tourist town. It's like, yeah, I'm you know I'm interacting with these people, and you know in some ways maybe with a more touristy place, it's like there is this economic connection, and when it's it's college versus like the surrounding area, it's a little bit different. But um, yeah, I think that there's 
there's definitely some some toxicity in there yeah there there is like a sort of more more from the students observing townies angle there's a lot of like sort of stranger danger connotation and like you know every every townie is uh wooderson from dazed and confused who is like you know a guy who is just hanging around looking to pick up young girls um but I, I the plot of every single hallmark movie that's ever been made and will ever be made um especially the ones that are released between let's say november 1st and december 31st um every single one of them involves a uh a tourist in a, a place that is you know not their usual milieu uh generally coming to terms with the fact that they uh don't actually want to be in the big city they came from and that they have fallen in love with the charming locals um one charming local in particular so like you know there there is a lot of there are a lot of resources invested in promoting uh shall we say uh tourist towny relations yeah yeah i mean that's that's a whole industry based off of it uh and speak also just with like the tourist thing versus the the college town towny is that i would assume that in like tourist season entertainment comes to town too is that right yeah it's also concert season yeah well i mean i don't know how much of it's concert season versus or, you know i don't know what drives it but you know one thing that goes away in, in the college town maybe and it, the bigger the college town the less of a problem this is, is but the entertainment goes away there are no sporting events to go to mm. there are no there's no theater or concerts because all the theater and concerts here are productions from the students. So, um, you know, it's nice that we can go hiking and there's not a ton of people on the trails all the time. Um, but, and, and we go on vacation ourselves, but if this were all the time, <laughs> it'd be like, wow, there's, there is nothing, there's nothing to do here because the, the, uh, the employees or the free labor is, uh, is not around. Yeah. I, I think that's a, that's a good thing to sit what we've talked about it's a it's a good time to assess like the town it doesn't have everything that that you really want and need but it is also what you are assessing part of it is is what happens when i really come to grips with the fact that i am not the target demographic for how this this place runs um and you know i think that it could be the bagel place not being open when you want it to be or it could be you don't have concerts to go to in the summer but i i think that that's that's really what it is is when you were a townie you are not the economic driver for this place and can you continue to enjoy your time there when you know the powers that be don't really care to cater towards you as much yeah i think that's but otherwise it seems great it's great for two months a year which is what it is so yeah it's it's, it's nice i mean i i would i highly highly recommend charlottesville towny summer because you can just like you can go you know one of the one of the things we haven't really talked about we've talked a lot about the impact on like 
local businesses and that sort of stuff. But, you know, you also just have the ability to spend comfortable time on like the abundant, nice green space that the campus has to offer. And it's not overrun with students. It's like UVA has like a thousand different awesome places to sit and read and mm-hmm. uh all of them are 7 to 70% better without a bunch of students walking around yeah they so. just don't stop talking <laughs> you don't have the wi- you don't have the wi-fi access anymore and you're like oh shit i forgot that <laughs> wi-fi is not a public utility you said you unless you set yourself up on the wahoo network the one that you don't need to oh, log right. in yeah, for yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, all right. Do we have any parting thoughts we want to get in, or or is it time to move on to Pierce is sorry? Um. So this is an apology, actually, to all of my coworkers in the Atlanta area, of whom I know very, very few. Um. So near near, and this isn't part of plug. So near me, there is the Terra Theater. Yes, named for what you think, but um, it just reopened and it is now run by the group that runs the Plaza Theater in Atlanta, which is a wonderful theater. It is the oldest and maybe only truly independent theater in Atlanta. So they now also run the Terra Theater. I'm probably gonna go there tomorrow night because they just reopened. I think I'm gonna go see Star Wars um, because they're playing episode four. I think I'm gonna go see that tomorrow night. So I'm excited for that. Um, but I was trying to look at show times on my, uh, <laughs> either at the Plaza website or the Terra website, uh, trying to look at show times on my, um, work computer and it was blocked for pornography reasons. <laughs> so I could not, I'm probably on a list and neither me nor any of my coworkers in the area, um, who care to go to a lovely movie theater can go look at show times from their work computer because apparently like i don't know if you have a trailer for really any movie they decided that that's pornography i'm sure if i went to the regal site they'd be like yes yes that's that's good but you can't go to this site so i was really sad about that um and i guess ultimately i'm i'm sorry for the the person who has to look into my history and realize no he was just trying to look up show times for some weird korean movie um so <laughs> you know just if it for for entertainment like clearly just use your your personal computers okay um <clears throat> let's see a big idea from pop culture we took the week off. We took the week off from recording last week, so I didn't get to use the one that I really wanted to use, uh, which was uh, to point out that um, Celtics coach Joe Mazzula, uh has revealed that he watches the movie The Town four times a week. What? Every week? Every week. I mean, it's a good movie, but no. But, but look, I, I, I'm not using that because uh, they, the, the Celtics uh, stepped on every possible banana peel and all of the rakes uh, in coming back from uh, a comical 3-0 deficit against the Heat 
to tie it at 3-3 and get on their home floor for Game 7 where they proceeded to put out one of the most embarrassingly bad performances you could imagine on your home court in a Game 7. Um, well, Sully told me it's because someone left the banana peel out there on purpose and Jason Tatum hurt his ankle in the first play, and that is exclusively the only reason that they lost. Uh, but but any anyway, uh, that that sort of poisons the the you know the enjoyment uh, of this fact about Joe Missoula because it's no longer like you know the quirks of of somebody who's punching above his weight now. This is the unhinged activity of someone who uh, was never supposed to get to where he got and will almost certainly be uh, summarily dismissed very soon, giving him time to watch the town 40 times a week instead of four. Uh, So instead, what I will say is that uh, I read a book called Blood Sugar about a young woman who lives in Miami and uh, she is a suspect in the death of her husband. She did not kill her husband. He died in his sleep of complications from type one diabetes, but he's not the only person in her life that has died in her vicinity. Uh, it is, it's a fun read. Uh, doesn't take super long. Uh, so I would, I would recommend it if you enjoy novels that kind of uh, have a lot of flashbacks and, and put the pieces of a puzzle together as you go. Uh, so rather than, rather than continuing to, to mock uh, the deranged man in the green quarter zip, I will say, uh, read Blood Sugar by Sasha Rothschild. And I will then uh, punt it over to Max for trivia. Yeah, here we are. So we were talking about townies earlier, and I clarified at the beginning that there's, well, Sean clarified that there's some other terms we like to use, like natives and and locals Mm -hmm. and all that. So we decided, we being just the royal we as in I decided to uh, keep things on brand and I did some studying of the latest census data that was available to me. Oh God. So I have some 2019 census data. So this is from 2019. It's a couple years stale. And the data I'm looking at is the share of each state's population that was born in that state. Oh, oh so, wow. Okay. Right. Mm. If I say, you know, 60% of uh, Oklahomans were born in Oklahoma, according to this 2019 data. Right. That makes sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So the question is, uh, at 26.7%, what state, not including Washington, D.C., I'm not going to include that, so what state... Uh, has the lowest portion of their population that was born in the state? Oh, that's was it such a good question. A, oh, okay. Colorado, B, Florida, C, Nevada, or D, Alaska? 
Oh, God. A few of those places are places where it's like, I get why you'd want to live there. And then there's one. I was like, you want to get the fuck out of there as soon as you I'm, can. I'm going to coin flip between. But either between... one, right? They both apply because it's, it's either. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to coin flip between two. But but if everybody le- but if everybody leaves and there's just no one there and then it's a high percentage of people who were born there but yeah, uh, Sean you go ahead. Oh man, I gotta go first. I will say that it is Florida. Oh, interesting. So I actually Alaska popped into my head before you gave us our choices. Nevada is intriguing, but I guess I will just stick with what came to my head before he got the choices. So Alaska, I I am going to do Nevada, and and I I I really don't think it's the others except for maybe honestly maybe Colorado because so many people come it's there now. But uh, there are a lot of areas of Colorado that I've never been to, and I know that people stay there, like all the people that voted for small gun toting lady in Congress. Um, so I'm going to go with Nevada. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so Pierce is correct. Uh, yes, I am. 6.7% of Nevada residents sense. were born in Nevada as of the 2019 census. Uh, Colorado was a, uh, not near the bottom, 42.4%. Alaska, 41.8%. Uh, Florida was pretty, Florida's the second lowest at 35.8%. Followed wow, slowly by New Mexico. I thought Florida had no shot. Do you, you know anything people. about Miami? The, Miami uh, is like ten yeah, percent okay. people right. who were born in Miami and ninety percent people who were born in New York. Yeah. Yeah. Or um, Cuba. So congratulations, Pierce. I am curious now if anyone wants to take a stab at the states with the highest percentage. Uh, North Dakota. Uh, Mississippi. Oh, you're just throwing names out there. North Dakota. And I give. There is two. There are two states above seventy-five percent. Mississippi and Alabama. Or. Nebraska, Nebraska, and South Dakota. South Dakota, North Dakota. I was thinking Mississippi, North Dakota were my two guesses. Nobody is on the map. Wow. It is Louisiana at 78.1% and Michigan at 76.3%. Michigan, really? Number three is actually uh, Ohio at 749 I, I think, so I think that there, there are things at play here with Michigan. It's question. like a lot of people are very proud of Michigan, but there's not a there's nothing that's bringing people bringing people in, um, Look, so I think that's a big play. Is you have people that are proud and they stay. Before you slander Lu- my state, let me just go ahead and do it for you. Louisiana has eaten too many biscuits and gravy and can't get off the couch to leave. <laughs> I was I was gonna say they're like if I go outside to move, I will get so sweaty. It's not worth it. Also, and yes, or they'll be you know bitten to death by mosquitoes larger than they are. Any number of things, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Well, also, yeah, yeah it that was a really good they one. All the, they counted all the people in the bayou who, who don't even know what state they're in. They're just like, so, this is my land. Stop counting me. The reason I guessed Alaska is I figured that people, like, I don't know, don't have kids in Alaska. So, like, no one's ever born in Alaska. Mm. That's fair. It was lower than uh, uh, yeah. I'll share the, the entire yeah. map after. It's yeah, fun map. Florida. Florida is the state, the fastest growing, like the fastest growing. I don't know if it's census tract or zip code. It, 
is in Florida and it's one retirement community. <laughs> yeah, it's like the village. It's called like the villages. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> Um, wow. All right, all right. <laughs> that's that's the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com, or you can subscribe to the show feed on your podcast app of choice. We'll be back. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. I, my brain is broken by the thought of someone watching the town four times a week. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Let's Bye. use our welfare checks too.